it just helps to tell the story and it, it magnifies um, what the Lord is doing. You know, when we share testimonies about what God is doing, it has a way of multiplying those testimonies. So um, people hear that and they say, well, if God did it for them, he could do it for me. So we want to be sharing testimonies. It's one of the great ways we can, can glorify the name of Jesus. So let's, uh, let's hear now, Joel, if you can give us a, a quick testimony, and then we're going to have Anjali from the South Pacific. After that, we'll have Phil Eberhardt and from Denver, and then we're going to have um, Wanjiru from Kenya. I may not be saying that right, but I'm sure I'll, I will find out how to properly say it. So uh, Joel, go ahead. You there, buddy? He looks frozen. So Anjali, I'm gonna have you go now and we'll go back to Joel when, when he's ready. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Um, my name is Anjali and I'm uh, from Australia, but I was actually um, organizing for the South Pacific. So the South Pacific is Australia, New Zealand, Papua New Guinea, and a whole lot of other islands like Solomon Islands, Fiji, Vanuatu. Um, we couple of the islands couldn't join because of technical issues and that's something that we are going to be working on in the next uh, time but this time we had uh, australia new zealand papua new guinea and it was just so awesome i'll just give you a couple of highlights the highlights was the presence of the holy spirit as soon as the uh hour would start we just it was just so present the holy spirit was so present everyone uh you know that was the feedback we got um and um the other thing was the john 17 love and unity because there was you know people coming from different denominations different countries all as one we were praying and that bonding the love of um john 17. the other thing in australia just like the return we had solemn assembly which went on for two full days 12 hour days and a half a day also. It actually increased to two and a half days. And that was bringing the indigenous together with the, the rest of Australia, because the indigenous people have suffered uh, over the last you know, 200 odd years since the English came and, uh, you know, and uh, so they, it, there has been like, there was a lot of pain, a lot of hurt. And this two and a half days of the solemn assembly was so precious, so precious with the Holy Spirit healing hearts, healing wounds that had been there for, you know, centuries passed on from generation to the other. And that work is continuing. So thanks be to God for that. Um, and we, uh, so the, the themes that basically that we did was mainly just seeking him about everything else, putting him first. That was the whole thing, the, the prayer, the praying of repentance and mourning and consecration. But we seem to, the Holy Spirit seemed to also zoom us in on the family issues. So we focused a lot and we prayed for fathers, for fathers to rise up. And we also prayed for the, for the boys, the lost boys was, what uh, one of the guys who uh, was uh, works for Youth for Christ, he gave, any, gave a little session on the lost boys. So we spent a lot of prayer on fathers and sons and boys to rise up, to be men that God has wanted them to be. And we declared over them and prayed over them and proclaimed over them. 
but it didn't end there. The next day, again, we continued with the young people's theme. And this time we went on to the young indigenous because there's a lot of suffering in the indigenous community with the young people. So like, it was like God was touching the weak points in our nation. And he was saying, this is what I want. And, you know, we hadn't planned to have the go this path, but suddenly the Lord was pointing us. And that was just so incredible. Um, as we declared supernatural favor on our young generation in Australia, favor means that what we cannot do in our own strength, God was going to do it for us. And so the feedback that we got, and I'm just going to sort of focus on the feedback, which is really good, was the, the feedback and ongoing result is that the solemn assembly now has led to 31 days of fasting and prayer in the month of October in Australia. In uh, New Zealand, they're having another in October prayer and fasting. Uh, Papua New Guinea was just so awesome because for people who don't know about Papua New Guinea, this year on the 26th of August, um, the prime minister who is the current prime minister of Papua New Guinea, he announced that they would actually pass a law making uh, Papua New Guinea a Christian nation and to protect the Bible as a symbol of their Christian faith and their national treasure. And the faith of the people of Papua New Guinea, as Stacy mentioned earlier, was just so incredible. So we said, all these years, Australia has been sending missionaries to Papua New Guinea. And two or three people prophesied that, that now missionaries are gonna come from Papua New Guinea to Australia, to New Zealand, and even to the US, <laughs> we said that. So the feedback was from people, they've said that, uh, that it was a global tent of his people coming together to worship and pray to him with deep repentance. Um, and the, uh, the other feedback was that the consecration um, element that we prayed a lot about and we had a whole two sessions on consecration was you know that to live in holiness so that was also the feedback was that that was awesome uh another person said that it's this is these 10 days were like a historical event they said 10 years from now we will look back and say i was there in those 10 days jonathan and that i played a part in prayer and intercession for all the nations as his ecclesia. And um, God, and uh, another person said, God moves on our availability, not our, on our ability. God has a plan. He brings divine connections. That was the other thing that came across very strong was this bonding between people of different nations because people were, even from Australia, were joining with, you know, our brothers from Africa, brothers from uh, the US, brothers from the, the Asian uh, cities. So uh, Indonesia and South Korea. So it was that bringing of divine connections between even individually uh, bonding with different people from different countries, but also between groups. So that was that divine connections was very powerful. And that everything was working, that everything works according to God's plan. That was another person said, that nothing surprises God and we actually get surprised. And as we submit and surrender ourselves to him, he changes us to do his will. 
and that God is watching, God is seeing, God is hearing, one other person said, and um, another person said, God is speaking to us right where we are. May we hear him very clearly in every situation. And he wants us, another person said that he wants us to be filled with himself and his presence to be a light in this world, which is so dark and full of sorrow and sin, so that we can become carriers of his presence so that the world will know him and see the hope of God in the individual situation. So I just want to thank God. I want to thank Jonathan for the vision that God gave him. And I just want to bless everyone. Thank every single um, hour that was on the Zoom and all the different nations that took part in it. It has been such a, an awesome experience, not just for me as the facilitator, but for every single person in the South Pacific that participated in it. So thank you, John. Jonathan. Thank you very much. I'll, I'll, um, this is Father Phil. I'll take this opportunity um, while Jonathan's reconnecting um, just to share a couple of minutes about uh, what happened in Denver. I uh, really appreciated David Brown's testimony of the experience that he had here. Uh, we hosted 24-7 uh, again this year. Uh, we've been doing 24-7 at our church and inviting other churches into it now for two years and have been part of the 10 days for about six years. Um, um, and uh, this, was, this was above and beyond. Um, I think the word that comes to my mind uh, to describe what's happening right now is a global tent of meeting. Mm -hmm. uh, I really believe that that's what God is, is doing in the 10 days movement. Um, it certainly was evident at the return and the solemn assembly in Washington, D.C. Um, we um, love uh, Jonathan and, and Grant and others uh, that have been at the forefront of this uh, movement and partnership um, with uh, the return and with the other um, things that God is doing. Uh, it's just been uh, in incredible and continues to be. Um, we are hearing ripples. Uh, one of the rabbis in our city um, reflecting on what he saw at the return uh, described it as a pearl dropping into a perfectly glassy lake uh, and creating waves that hit every shore. Um, and this is, um, this is what's, what's starting. Uh, I believe that the 10 days movement itself is an answer to part of the prophecies that have been happening from Australia and different places around the world for the wave of God that is going to be moving, um, uh, especially across uh, our United States. Um, we believe that God is uh, on the move and uh, that's, uh, we had some tremendous prayer times and uh, I love the, uh, the words just so happened. Does anybody else use those words? Um, I don't believe in coincidence, uh, and we've seen so much co um, convergence in what God has done here uh, through the 10 days 
um, and with the um, the different different facets of this movement across the world that um, we just have to know that God is setting up a global tent of meeting and we're we're a part of it in these last days and I'm so happy to be part of it with all of you God bless you thanks so much Phil apologies all I got bounced off there um, Grant could you um, re-host me please or Andrea yeah got thank it. you thank you sir appreciate it um, and um, Grant, if you make me co-host, if you can just leave your uh, screen and speaker view, I think it'll take it from you. Um, I think we wanted to hear from, um, let's see, Joel still looks frozen. He's like frozen in time. Um, let's see, Phil, we had our friend from Kenya who was going to share, uh, Wanjiru, am I saying that right? Yes, you're very saying it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, very please. Good. Thank you so much. Please share with us uh, two to okay. two to three to four minutes. All right. I was there. Um, I tuned in the last time we were giving testimonies. And as I listened to all these nations talking and us coming together as a body, the, I remembered a vision uh, Smith Wigglesworth had many years ago. And in this vision, he had a call go out to the ends of the earth, sending an invitation to come together. He had first seen a very small shape of a body. Uh, not all everyone responded to this call, but those who did began to just come together from different nations, different uh, places, just joining together. And this human body became bigger and bigger and it arose as a massive giant that filled the earth with Christ at the head. This vision I know, was, was, was fulfilled, uh, came to be um, that he was prophesying about a revival, a mass revival that was going to come. And as we were going through the 10 days and I was listening to all the testimonies, I was thinking, this is what he was talking about. This is what he was seeing even if so many years ago, nations coming together as one, every tribe, every tongue, every language with one common goal, and that is Yeshua, this as a center focus and the love of Israel. Um, and as I listened, I began to see the church, a model of the church that Christ, the bride that God is coming, Jesus is coming back for, a, a church without denominations, with, with no individual cultures or traditions, no theologies, no replacement theologies, and no competition stripes, and all those things that bring confusions that are not really important. And as I listened, there were people who were different needs, and uh, like the pastor from Tunisia was seeking help, and Jonathan, you came immediately up to, to help him get what he needed. He needed resources. I remember there's a lady whose mom was attacked, and everything stopped for us to begin, and we began to pray for her. Programs, the program just stopped. You know, this is what it, when the spirit of the Lord moves, this is what, um, whatever is put in 
uh, uh, schedules just stops, program stops, agendas stop. It is all about Christ and ministering to each other and loving one another. There was a lady from China who just said she just wanted to share the love and the compassion that went to her because of the persecution that is going out in there and so many other other uh, other testimonies. And I said, this is a bride Yeshua is calling to. The, the, the bride he formed, he said in Ephesians 1, that before the foundation of the earth, Father, he made it holy and blameless. And the challenge now came to me when I was seeing this and I was meditating on it. I was in a prayer mountain and when I came down and the challenge was now take what you have seen, what you have experienced during that 10 day, those 10 days and now take it into the world because we will not be a virtual church forever. We have to go out there into our communities, into our families, into the society and take the what Christ, I felt like I was a student, one of the disciples in the Holy Spirit school being taught, this is what I want my body to look like. And that for me was just tremendous. And the challenge now um, for me uh, is that when I am out there in a world that is has so many things happening that my prayer is that the Lord will help me model the church that he has helped us see in this time. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Wanjiru, for that encouraging update. And uh, I think that's a word for all of us. Um, all right. Melody, let's have you share from 10 Days, California. Um, we've got about 25, uh, 35 more minutes. So if we can all keep our testimonies, two to three minutes, that'll just help us get through and get to hear from as many as possible. Um, and we'll go from Melody um, to Marco after Melody. Okay, well, um, I'm grateful to be able to follow my sister um, from Kenya, Wanjiru. Um, we actually had a brother from Kenya praying with us in the California prayer room, which was an awesome blessing. Um, I guess I just have to say, um, I had, what, what the Lord did was just amazing, and I know everybody can testify to that, but coming out of 10 days Pentecost, I mean, I was just like, this transformed me, um, being able to pray 24-7 with believers across um, the globe, um, and so I just wanted to do more, but I honestly had no contacts, and just in talking to Jonathan through the summer, I mean, he had laid groundwork and had people um, who had been communicating with um, leaders in California. He kind of just threw us in a room and on a Zoom call in August and was like, you know, what do you guys, what do you guys think? What are you going to do? And we felt the call to try to do a 24-7 um, upper room for all of California. And it was just amazing how, I mean, a couple days before the start of 10 days, we had every slot filled with a prayer facilitator to lead. And um, I'm just super grateful. The Lord put me in a position to be able to just um, hear from him and kind of write points that, that were specific to California. And through the 10 days, I just saw the Lord lay out like why he had put those when he did. And the timing of it was just incredible and amazing. I mean, some of them were shaking and standing firm 
family, deception, education. So they're kind of unusual points. And I was a little bit like, really, is that what you want us to do? But as we went forward, it was just really clear that he was and had directed that. Um, and just one thing that was really powerful, we had the first night, there was like the hour before the start, and it was kind of the kickoff to the 24-7 Zoom time. And uh, actually, it was a sister from Kenya who was praying, and we were praying for moving from a place of fear into love, particularly for California, but like there's so much, like churches aren't meeting, we're all shut up, there's not allowed to sing or worship, like all these things. And so the church was feeling shackled. And so moving from this place of fear to love was really powerful. And she's like, Lord, shake us. And we had an earthquake. And like, I felt the earthquake. I'm like, oh my goodness. So like, God, you have our attention. And it, so that was like, what was so clear is that um, even the Parsha, it was like here, right? So it's like here from heaven, and then he will fill our mouths with what to speak and pray out. And I really saw that that's what he was doing. Um, you know, Psalm 81, it was like, open your mouth and I will fill it. And so that was the start. And that was the heart of the intercessors. And it was just awesome. And to hear testimonies of intercessors who had been dormant and kind of came in and were revived. Um, so it's awesome. And there's just this um, sense that of, desire to continue. And by the end, you know, after the, after the return and everything, I just, I felt this sense of God wants us to start praying for the workers because the rain is coming and, um, you know, we want, we want to be ready and praying for that and praying for, um, the harvest. So, um, so we're excited. It's been awesome. And I'm really grateful to you, Jonathan, for, Kind of assembling the team um and obviously the holy spirit i'm just grateful god is good he's faithful faithful and true and it was just awesome yeah uh well and melody yeah it's an amazing testimony and just to think about um how it all came together in the story just great work and um praise the lord for what he's brought about um let's go and hear from marco right now in st louis um Marco, could you share with us? Thank you for having me on the call. Um, I just want to thank all of you, in particular Jonathan, for allowing us to be part uh, of the community with you. We're from St. Louis, a city uh, metro area of 2.8 million people. Uh, had 10 days of prayer in various locations, led by various prayer ministries. And um, just the, the overall, the sense every night that we're able to say, hey, we're part of 150 cities praying across the United States, just brought a sense of excitement to us. So thank you. We're one in the Lord and one in Zoom and appreciate Jonathan's leadership. And I encourage you to support the ministry financially as well as a brother in the Lord. Help him out so he can keep doing this. And if you're not, I know I'm a personal supporter of him. Uh, that's just uh, he needs that help he won't he won't ask for it easily so I'm doing the plug for him right here um, but uh, on our site you know we did it last year a, a similar approach with COVID we weren't sure to, whether to do it at all really glad we did I sensed a deeper calling to the Lord uh, I don't know if it's COVID the crisis I remember coming to St. Louis and we talked about revival and I asked people do you think we're ready for it? 
And the response I got a lot was, well, maybe if we have a crisis. And guess what? The Lord's brought us a crisis. So we were found praying on one of the most crime-ridden areas in our city, right on the, on the ground zero with a lot of shootings and murders and prostitution and, and just interacting with people. Um, but also seeing the racial issue addressed with some really honest con confession uh, from black and whites. Ferguson, of course, were known with Michael Brown shooting five years ago. That's, it's uh, discussed a lot, and uh, we had a lot a huge participation from both white and black communities in the 10 days. So there was some real honest, a little uncomfortable, um, but, but good reconciliation and prayer um, and the sense of hope, but I also just really feel, and I'm from Holland, I'm not an American. <laughs> I've lived here for a while, but American Christian culture has so much stuff around it, so much entertainment or buzz or whatever you call it, the spotlight's on. And I feel like a lot of that's been taken away and the person of Jesus Christ is a lot more real and a calling out to him in worship, I had several prayer meetings where I just felt totally comfortable and called to lay on my face flat before the Lord because he was in the house. And a year ago, I don't think that would have been so easy, but there was just a more of a desperation and a hunger for, for people to come together. And 10 days has been used in our community to really bring us together as different prayer ministries. So actually having a meeting here in a couple of weeks with them at St. Paul's Church, where I serve along with Jonathan's dad. He's a dear friend of mine, Pastor Mark Frizz. And we're calling the prayer leaders together to say, could we do a strategic, saturated prayer approach for the St. Louis metro area? And so 10 days has been a huge part of, of helping us create that momentum. And I can, I can keep talking, Jonathan, but I've got two minutes and I'm probably already over it. So... Thank you so much for having us be a part of it. Looking forward to doing it again next year. Hey, Marco, I like how you uh, kept that to two minutes. That was amazing. <laughs> it's, it's hard to keep to two minutes, isn't it? Especially when God has done so much. So we're, I'm just joking about it. If you go a little over, there's grace, but we do appreciate that, Marco. So we're going to hear from Jackie from Panama and then Von Tain, and then uh, Patty, in that order uh, from Philadelphia. Um, I'm just gonna share a brief testimony from Ecuador. Apparently we had a, a pretty strong um, uh, 10 days expression in Ecuador. Is anyone from Ecuador on with us? If you are, if you can unmute, but um, someone had messaged us, but it was just cool how it, it's, started out, I think, from the spring Zoom, um, someone who is really called to um, uh, especially focus on unreached people groups, but then God began doing a real work of unity um, within the 10 Days Ecuador community. And, um, um, and then also they just saw some national breakthroughs um, with uh, favorable governmental rulings um, towards the church and just towards God's law uh, during this time. And um, so just to, anyway, that, yeah, just wanted to, to share that um, testimony as well. Uh, that was encouraging. So Jackie, if you're here with us, Jackie from Panama, do you want to share? 
can unmute. Yeah, I can now. Thank you, Jonathan. Um, yeah, my testimony is, uh, is pretty much um, following um, the steps of my sister from Kenya. It's um, very personal. Uh, all I can say is that these 10 days uh, pierced my heart really, really bad. Um, there was a change in my heart so deep that I had never experienced before. So I want to thank all of you for what you have done uh, through these 10 days. You cannot even imagine how it changed my heart. I, um, more or less a year and 10 months ago, I, I left the church where, that I was attending, but it was because the Lord instru instructed me to begin like this ministry. And he said, what he said was, my people perish because of lack of knowledge. So he said, I want you to start reaching out to people who either have been in the church or they don't know anything about me and prepare them for what is coming because it's gonna be really bad. I didn't know how I was going to do it, but uh, with the COVID-19, um, he did it. I got connected with people in Japan, in Colombia. I'm originally from Colombia, but I had lived in Panama for many, many years and a US citizen also. So I reach people in, in Japan, Colombia, Panama and the US uh, through you know, the, the social media and that's how we communicated. I heard about the 10 days by, by chance, which we, don't, we know that it's not. And I decided to join. My uh, original thought was oh, I'm gonna be fasting at home and that's it. But I'm gonna continue doing my ministry during the 10 days and then the Lord put a stop to that. And that's when I saw that you were going to do the, the virtual room. And when I came in, I was familiar with, um, with um, the, the International House of Prayer, how they pray, you know, how is the um, prayer room. So I thought it was going to be something similar and I found something totally different. That blew me, blew me. I mean, it was like, wow. What I found is so much deep and what it means to be a Christian. A Christian, I found fantastic people. I found brothers and sisters. I found, I found unity. I found love. I found passion for the Lord. And that really, really touched my heart. And um, I just hope that the church, at least from what I see in Panama, from what I see in Colombia, uh, and for that, what I see in other countries like Peru, uh, I don't see them in unity. I don't see them with this passion. And my passion is for them to get united as some of the testimonies that have been given here, um, that they can unite and pray with that unity and knowing that this is all about Jesus, it's not about us. My prayer uh, time has changed radically the Lord had spoke to me about it, has spoken to me about it, but I, I wasn't sure how it was, was going to happen. Well, it happened during these 10 days. I've been praying for people in different places in the Middle East. And the, in the last, since we finished um, the 10 days, uh, the way I had prayed so much different that I just received a, a message from missionaries in, in Syria saying, that's what they needed in a strategy and the Lord kind of showed me the strategy and, and I was afraid of saying, this is what I, I saw when I was praying, this is what is happening. 
and they just replied like, wow, that's exactly what we've been through. Thank you so much. Please continue praying. So it really made a great difference. Yesterday when I was praying, the Lord showed me what was something that was going on. And he said there was a huge, huge victory that was uh, received out of the 10 days and the return. Huge. I, we don't even in, begin to imagine what has been changed in the atmosphere, okay, in the supernatural. So mm. that was um, that was incredible. And um, and as as my sisters, several sisters have mentioned, the unity, the love that I found here was incredible. And yes, I, and also the divine connections. I'm making wonderful connections with many of the people here. And thank you to the leaders, Andrea, Joel, um, Maya. Um, Grant, thank you, Grant. I'm gonna be there tonight if he's still there. But it's just making all kind of connections. That and I just want to be an impact. Oh, and I told I had mentioned to to all my, my the people that are in this ministry, which is very informal. We just meet every week and talk about the Lord is doing and teaching them about the end times. Uh, when I've, I've been giving my testimony, they can see the difference and also they feel they what they have said is wow, there is hope, there is hope, there is hope. They are seeing that the Bible is not just a book, that things are happening and the unity and love of the bride that is raising is becoming a reality to them. So thank you so much. Awesome. Wow. What an amazing testimony. Thank you, Jackie. Uh, oh my goodness. Is that Marco again? Who is putting that in there? Okay. Uh, let's hear from Vontaine, please. Um, Vontaine leads the 10 Days Ohio efforts, very multifaceted this year. So, Vontaine, great to have you with us. Good to see your face, my friend. Be here, and I thank God for you, Jonathan, and everyone who have just worked so diligently and at the same time, hearts of prayers. The unity of the body of Christ has just been amazing. I truly see this always as being uh, John 17 at his best, at his greatest. Hey, Vontaine, we're having a hard time yes. hearing you. Can you hear us okay? We're getting a really bad uh, connection. I'm, I'm hearing it. Let's see if this. Does this be better? It's still a little uh, chopped. It's like, it sounds like it's chopped up. Fontaine, you might want to just uh, disconnect and reconnect. And, okay, uh, I'll try. I'm sorry. Else nope. No problem. This happens. It's all good. We're going to go to Patty and we'll go to you right after you get back on, okay? Patty, why don't you go ahead and share uh, two to three minutes, please? Hi, thank you, Jonathan. Can you hear me? Okay. Okay. Well, first of all, um, I'm the mom um, that, um, who was it? Wanya said that we were praying, someone said we were praying for a mom last week. I'm the mom that got attacked or sick or whatever right during this call that I was so looking forward to. I have to thank you everybody for your prayers. It's been a rough week. Um, I'm feeling better. Doctors don't really know what happened. Um, it might have been a blockage in my, in my 
intestines. We don't know. But anyhow, what I have to tell you is I was totally horrible. And when you guys started to pray, it lightened. But um, thank you. But my, and it's sort of like that's the enemy didn't want me to continue with this because I heard about this. I don't even know how, you know, how God leads you into things. And um, I started praying with you guys back in June and I had never heard of the 10 days and I became very passionate about it. It just, it touched my heart. God touched my heart. And as the weeks went on and I heard what everyone was doing and then I saw it going around the world and I just said, why is, I'm in Philadelphia, and I was very upset that Philadelphia had nothing, no one, nothing at all, and um, I wanted desperately for us to be part of the 120 cities, um, and it just was not happening. After God put it on my heart, and I tried, tried to reach out, I, I never stopped reaching out, I, I, and, but it was not a surprise, because I do the National Day of Prayer here in Delaware County. And that too is rough getting uh, a participation, although, and there's over 300 churches in this community. So um, in this county, when I started putting messages out, which I thought would be great and would be easily taken up by all these different pastors and all these different churches, oh, wonderful 10 days, I was very dismayed to see that it wasn't. It was not being taken up by anyone. And I kept pursuing it and pursuing it. And then finally, I just was like, well, whatever I have to do on my own, I will do because I felt the call of God. And, and I felt that it was important for us to be part of it. Jonathan, I reached out to him and he helped me and connected me with um, this Jamie. And so I was very happy that through that, we were able to kick off the 10 days in Philadelphia in a great location down in the city by the Liberty Bell. And uh, another miracle, a sweet girl by the name of Denarial um, came through in an amazing, surprising way, um, a God way. And she was the one to introduce that she was going down to this Jubilee in the city. And so uh, now I have plans that maybe we can every year take this week of 10 days and maybe get the city to let us host it down there in front of the Liberty Bell um, for the 10 days. But I did gather a group of believers, a group of prayer warriors that started to come along with me. And every week on, um, from noon to one, we hosted a Philly prayer call. And I will say that that noon to one hour um, got bigger and bigger it didn't reach tremendous proportions, but it was very powerful. And it just, it started to reach into our community. This is our first time with the 10 days. So I was very happy that God allowed us to have a 10 days here in the Philadelphia area, that we have a, a beginning. Um, and, and so there are people from that, and then they watch the return. Um, and it is growing. And that's just what I have to say that I didn't know what this was. And I was confused as to how so many of you seem to know each other. And little by little, I found out, oh, I'm the new one. This has been going on. And so I'm happy to say that Philadelphia is now, we're part of this. And I hope each year to be able to grow it, um, because I do have 
I stayed on the call. I went to the different calls, the different global calls with the different countries. Everyone was so beautiful. And my final message, what I got from the Lord, I started seeing young women in their 20s, 30s, and 40s from all different parts in these different calls. And I feel that God is leading these women to be leaders for the people, strong leaders to bring people to unity, to bring people together, to bring people in their 20s, which is a hard age right now to get for the Lord and their 30s and into their early 40s to bring them and their families and their friends to hear God's word, to bring those that age category to praying, to bring them in into the fold because they've been thrown out so much. So I definitely got a strong sense of that. And there are some mighty strong prayer warriors in that category that I have seen throughout all of these court calls. So I just want to thank you, though, once again, for letting me participate, for helping me out, and for praying. Thanks so much, Patty. Appreciate it. Um, great testimony. Thanks for stepping out. Um, just really quick, let's, Mark just had a brief testimony. This was also his first time doing 10 days. So Mark Sheets, go ahead and just share, share with us. Okay. We're going to go to Montaigne. Thank you, and I'll, I'll make it pretty short, I think. So we had a location, I think the Lord opened up for us to keep a prayer room open from early in the morning to late in the evening. And um, people could come by uh, when they were able to. And so uh, one time, we, I remember one morning had, uh, I was there, and then there were three different uh, prayer sessions you know, with one person early, and then another group later, another group later. You know, uh, I think the vision hasn't spread far enough for people to pray. So it was, it was kind of lightly attended, but um, still, I'm still thankful. And I know it was a life-changing experience. And the best time, I think, was Sunday evening. A group of seven gathered together. And um, I just believe that we, we are the group that has the most legitimate authority to declare in the spiritual dimension what is going to happen in Palm Beach County in Florida, South Florida. And so... Um, that's the position we're taking. We're, we have now this room has opened up. We're planning to have uh, prayer meetings every week. And so there's going to be long lasting and ongoing fruit from this. And we are, I know, I know it's going to grow because testimony spreads. It was just a wonderful time. And I know others in the group will hear about the wonderful stories and the answers to prayer that have already happened. So we are planning, I'm calling this the Palm Beach County uh, prayer room. No, the war room. Homage County War Room, and we are planning to decide what happens in our area in the spiritual dimension. We have the authority Christ has given us. Amen. Back to you. Awesome. Thanks, Mark. And I love how there's just an overflow of more prayer happening. Um, I don't know if you guys realize this, but there's more than 10 days in a year. And uh, so it's great to just see ongoing prayer happening. So, Vontaine, um, would you share with us? Let's try this again. Okay, how am I sounding? You're a little choppy. Why don't you just go for it though? And let's uh, a little choppy. Yeah, just, just do the best you can. Yeah, just, just go for it. You know what? I came on with both my cell this time. Is that better? No. We're, we're getting some echo. Um, I'll go for it on the phone. 
Make Maybe, sure you mute your computer. Yeah, mute if your you're going to talk on your phone. Mute your computer and try your phone. Are you able to hear me? We are. We're getting a lot of feedback. A though. lot of feedback. Okay, I'm going to turn the phone off. Now just unmute. Yeah. Go, go ahead, Vontaine. I am so sorry this is happening. I'm not certain why. Um, I may have something on that shouldn't be on. Uh, anyway, uh, you did share that we were multifaceted, and we were this year uh, or this fall. Um, we observed 10 days via Zoom, also via the radio, and also um, regional live observances. Um, regional live observances, uh, God blessed in uh, one particular church, the power of the Lord was moving. And a storm came through as well and knocked out all their power. And they just continued to praise and worship the Lord. And even in the midst of that darkness, the pastor um, was able to anoint everyone who came by and just anointed them with oil and uh, just stayed. Um, our prayer focus was uh, 10 days um, agenda that you had given, Jonathan, and also as Holy Spirit led. Um, with radio, the leaders, we had leaders from throughout Ohio, the state of Ohio, that prayed prayers of repentance and every day prayers were being released into the atmosphere via the radio. Um, with Zoom, uh, we had worship every night and um, we repented and cut off uh, from the root generational curses and idolatry within our nation and in the church. Um, we covered the church in our nation quite extensively. Um, coming toward the end, the last few days, we had an opportunity to actually just begin to minister to the intercessors that were on the calls nightly. And there were some challenges that were given, and that was, again, to go, to go. Prepare yourself to go. After these 10 days, we have to go into the earth. We have to go into the world. We have to go into our places of influence and be that light and share our faith and bring that hope that people are needing that's found only in and through Christ Jesus. And we also uh, shared about forgiveness, um, the forgiveness piece of, you know, even before you start the repentance piece, God says, if you have an all against your brother, you go to that individual. So we dealt with areas of forgiveness. There was um, a lot of breakthrough and healing during the time of, and, and I just, that gold piece because it was found that a lot of the intercessors find it very easy to minister to individuals who are uh, not related are strangers opposed to ministering to their families 
And so um, a lot of word was shared in that area and encouragement. And uh, there was a lot of healing that was taking place as well um, in those two areas that we began to discuss on the go and also the forgiveness piece. Um, we stood in the gap for other nations and churches. I believe I shared that. Um, but just the unity of the body of Christ, I, I can tell you, um, it was so hard to let go. Joel's uh, session followed behind me, and Catherine was before me. And I just felt like I was just in the middle of two um, anointed individuals who were leading prayer. Uh, Catherine, though many times I shared, we may not understand a word you're saying, but we can definitely feel the presence and the spirit of the Lord that is um, being drawn here and that we praise God for it just set the atmosphere. Um, I want to just share real quickly, and I know my two minutes is probably over. Uh, there were many times I followed up behind the next prayer sessions, but Indonesia and Korea really touched my heart greatly. Um, the praise and the worship and the anointing. One night, Indonesia wept, crying and repenting to America asking America to forgive us, or forgive them, I should say, for what they had done to, um, what Asians had done to America and the evils that had come upon our nation. And they repented and they cried out and I began to seek the Lord and ask God, Lord, what is the word that should be returned back right now to them? And the word that God had given to me was that we all have committed evils before God. And God is a forgiving father if we come to him in forgiveness. And unless we want to be forgiven, we must also, even America, must release forgiveness. And as I went forth to hit the enter button on that chat, we had a crash. That was a night that the entire Zoom crashed. And my heart was so broken because I never could get back to that and release that message. But just to hear the repentance piece and the sorrowfulness, and yet we do as America need to release forgiveness just as God would have us to. That's all I have to say right now. God bless you all. And thank you, Jonathan, for all you do and everyone who works along with you. Amen, amen. Yeah, and I just wanna thank um, everyone who took initiative. I just hear so many people um, sharing stories of um, faith-filled leadership, and that's what I've been hearing all along. People sensing, hey, this is a God thing, and um, but how do I say yes to this? And then taking steps of faith, and then just really seeing God meet them. I just want to commend everyone um, you know, the Bible says that without faith, it's impossible to please God. And we know that has to do with salvation, but it also has to do, you know, scripture says that the gospel is by faith from beginning to end. So um, as we walk with the Lord, it's by faith. And I just think it's so powerful how so many people um, took steps of faith, even in a pandemic year, um, or maybe even especially because it was a pandemic year, but Many things were harder this year than they normally would have been. So 
um, you know, from so many testimonies we've heard today, you know, just thank you for your faith. Know that, um, you know, this faith counts for righteousness. It's the kind of righteousness that a lot of times we think of like not sinning. Um, but scripture also says, you know, whatever isn't from faith is sin. So there's this dynamic of um, how we enter into um, the righteousness of Christ uh, by stepping into faith. So I just want to commend everybody for that. And then, you know, just the, the, the way that hope has been such a key, this being a time that was giving hope and restoring hope. And then also many of you have touched on the love aspect. Um, that there's just been an incredible unity in the spirit um, that's occurred during these 10 days. So, you know, I just want to say, hey, this is amazing. These are all things, uh, as First Corinthians would tell us, these are all things that remain. So I feel like we've really been corporately, and you as individuals, we've been focusing on the important things. And um, we've really encountered the Lord in that. And um, so it's very encouraging. Uh, to hear this. Um, I'm going to just close with one testimony. Uh, Joellen had asked me just to share about the return. Uh, Grant and I were there. Um, you know, it was very powerful. My wife was watching from home. You know, she said, you know, this is the best large prayer meeting I've ever seen. And, um, you know, it had all of the elements of other larger prayer meetings, um, or many of the same elements, I should say. And as I was kind of thinking about it, you know, I just really felt like what's changed is us, you know, um, what's changed is the people of God. And um, there was just a greater humility and a greater sense of our need. Um, and it was a true Joel 2 moment. And it was a true Second Chronicles 7.14 moment. And I just really believe um, the Lord was pleased. I kept hearing, like someone else mentioned, the last few days, God just saying, I hear you, I see you. And, uh, you know, I took that to be a reference to Second Chronicles 7, 15. Of just God saying, I've received um, this season of repentance and I'm, I'm seeing you now. That means he's, he's about to act. He's moving on our behalf. He's answering our prayers. And so, um, you know, uh, definitely that was a, um, a very powerful uh, moment. And um, um, so, yeah, uh, very encouraged to be there. There were just a ton of people on the mall too. It was, I was surprised. I thought there would be less due to uh, COVID, et cetera. But um, so we are going to just conclude here.